Hello there, thanks for joining us here on this podcast. My name is Craig Taylor, it's the 2nd of December 2010 and I've just spent the last two and a half, three hours facilitating a session to some of our future e-learning authors on the subject of action mapping. We use the action mapping process that Cathy Moore has devised over a number of years. We had an interactive session, people were using the interactive whiteboards, they were having group discussions, we were recording some video footage. But one area that I do want to concentrate on in terms of, of e-learning design is the use of audio within e-learning. So hence the reason that I'm using Audacity at the moment on a Dell laptop. I'm recording a very quick, very dirty podcast for a couple of reasons. One, I want to showcase using audio in e-learning. Secondly, I also want to allow the actual learners themselves to reflect on what's taken place and provide that reflection to them as a resource so they can go back and listen to it. Uh, and I also just, you know, basically want to get to grips with using Audacity more. So there's a bit of a selfish reason there at the end. So I've already introduced myself, but I'm joined here this afternoon by... Stephen May. Um, Jeff Owens. Andrew Pilkington. <coughs> Chris Hangman. Thanks very much, fellas. So there were five of us here this afternoon, myself and four of my colleagues, uh, one of which is an e-learning author at the moment, three of which are about to become e-learning authors. I kicked the session off by saying that Urenco has got a very modern, up-to-date piece of e-learning software, but the methodology in which we are using to actually create the content is somewhat old-fashioned and somewhat staid, hence the reason for introducing them to Cathy Moore's action mapping process. So, fellas, what did you think of the afternoon? Uh, well, for me, uh, Craig, it's been, it's been nothing new, but it's been great to reinforce it again. I think uh, taking us back to that first step where we should look at a business need, a business goal first. We already knew that, but maybe we're all guilty of not visiting that often enough and just diving straight into an e-learning system. So I think that, for me, was one of the things that I'm going to have to refocus on. Okay, thanks, Jeff. And I certainly know, I mean, Jeff's just, just admitted there that we all dive in. And quite recently, I've, I've created a piece of e-learning on display screen equipment. And because I have revamped an old package, I've sort of ignored the, you know, the business goal for it and the business case for it. So I'm, you know, I'm convinced I need to go back and actually put in a more definable, clear goal uh, that the business is looking to achieve from that. What about anybody else? Yeah, I'd agree with Jeff. I, I'd had some ideas for the, the learning package that I'm trying to produce. But actually looking at it more logically and going back to first principles as to what am I hoping to achieve at the end is, is, is very useful. And that's probably useful beyond just the, the e-learning setting. It's probably a useful tool for, for structuring your thoughts about a whole number of, uh, of topics. But yeah, I think that the, the four stages will hopefully mean at the end you end up with a much more usable uh, tool. I certainly hope so. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, for me, um, the, the four tools that we use there, it's the first one really, it does narrow down the, uh, the reason behind us um, coming up with the, with the, the learning itself, but uh, then, then it expands somewhat um, past the preconceptions that I had, what a learning event should actually look like, and um, looking forward to using the, the tools that I've uh, identified. Thanks very much for that feedback, Chris. Uh, I like to agree with uh, Andrew, Cathy's um, uh, framework, um, definitely remember to be taking that away and uh, like I said, um, more useful in other applications as well, seeing that because you had a vague idea a bit before but it wasn't sort of in that sort of defined process and actually doing an example helped uh, understand it and seeing applications. Don't forget fellas, you've, you've got a handout from today, um, both electronic and paper based as well and on one of the sheets of that um, is a URL to Cathy's blog. It goes specifically to where action mapping process but actually your entire blog is about creating 
interactive, effective, learner-focused e-learning. So you know you, you will find lots of things on that blog other than just that particular page you've directed to that can uh, that I'm sure will give you food for thought. Every time I go on there, I, I come away with another idea. So I hope you'll find that a useful resource. Just before we close up then this, this uh, podcast, one thing from today's session that you're able to take away or you're planning to take away and use what one key factor one key element one thing that was mentioned by me or somebody else something that you've seen or heard that you can sort of put your finger on and say that's what I want to do that's what I want to achieve uh, well Craig I think for me I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a look at this podcasting a little bit closer and the only reason I'm gonna do that is it seems to be something that's a little bit more achievable given the, the security and regulations that we have it's it may be a little bit easier to record something on a sound rather than to get out a video camera and upset a lot more people. Um, I keep, it's often I listen to BBC iPlayer and obviously it's got the TV and it's got the radio there and I do find myself listening more and more to the radio podcasts because they are quite engaging so I, I think I could produce some podcasts which could sit alongside my learning. That's my next step really, yeah. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because next Wednesday I'm actually going down to Gloucestershire College. Uh, there's a guy down works down there learning technologies called James Clay who's won the Learning Technologist of the Year award either last year or the last two years. Works in education, but what he doesn't know about the, t- the technology that's out there for, um, for, for enhancing learning you know, probably isn't worth knowing. Um, he pushes out a podcast every week or so. He's up to episode 65, I think, at the moment. Um, uh, for those of you that are uh, listening on radio, I'm waving my phone at everybody now. I've actually got all these podcasts on here, and they are an absolute gem. They can be listened to in the car. They can be listened to stood at a, you know, waiting at a train station. Truly, truly mobile learning. We may not have that functionality because we can't allow portable devices to be plugged into our network, but um, you know, perhaps it's an opportunity for people to access learning in, in a different way than what we've done before. So I'll be happy to share that with all of you, and in particular yourself, Jeff, after I get back from the workshop next Wednesday. Anybody else then? I, I, I'd like you know, Jeff like podcasts and, uh, and it's very useful but because if you're just listening you can do something else as well. You can be you driving. Can do, well you can be driving, you can be walking, you can you can do a whole bunch yeah. of things that you couldn't do if you were trying to look at a, at a screen at the same time. But for me the one thing I'll take away is that question of what do you want the learner to do? You're not asking them just to absorb information, you're asking them to go and do something. So I think that do is the key word I will yeah. take away from this. Yeah. I'm I'm training people to go and do something, not just to take up some of the knowledge I may have on the subject, but to do something different. I'm really pleased you mentioned that, Andrew. You know, the title of the sec- session was Action Mapping. You might have noticed when you're writing your names on the board that Elvis was playing a little less conversation, a little more action, baby. So you know, it's very much focused around the doing. So thanks for you know, thanks for taking that away, Andrew. For me, um, I mean, I think that the nail on the head there, the technology that people are using outside of work, iPhones and, and PCs at home for iPlayers, I think if we can maybe be quite smart in our content and plug into that and people's willingness to learn, then I think the, the boundaries will be expanded so a lot more. Um, a, a, an example being maybe if you've got something that you need to do in work on a Monday morning and you don't have to wait to get to work on a Monday morning to learn a bit more behind it, you can have a look on, the, on a Sunday night by accessing it by your Mobile learning is a, is a huge thing out there in education at the moment. In fact, the learning industry as a whole, M learning is is you know is the is the place to be because 
you know, as the demographics and, and the statistics show, more and more people are waving around a smartphone now are carrying devices around such as this to access content quite literally where, wherever they are they can access the content and I know we've got restrictions surrounding that but you know maybe we, we you know we can push into those areas if even if we don't get very far into them um, <clears throat> I should be taking away uh, something physical and it was the, the sheets that you gave uh, I thought they were quite good and um, sort of big space to sort of put your ideas on because we're so used to working on, com on computers Sort of forget that, yeah. Pen and paper. Paper and exists. Paper exists. <laughs> paper exists. And uh, you know, big A, uh, you know, big A three sheet with in the middle. Yeah. Uh, especially you know, with the headings and the cappings, uh, sort of four, uh, four sections. So that was what we are taking away from physical rather Interesting point you've made there, Stephen, about you know computer screens are fairly small, paper's good, mm. but we've also got dotted around the sites as well, not just in this building, the interactive whiteboard. So, you know, if you mm. if you're running any team meetings, any brainstorming sessions such as that, you know, make best use of the technology that, that's dotted around the site. And if you don't know how to use it, then ask myself or Jeff, and I will be more than happy. In fact, to be chuffed to bits to sort of come along and show you how, how particularly the stuff in two or two, the modern stuff, actually works. And there's a lot of bells and whistles to it. You may not need those at the moment. You maybe just need to have to switch it on, write on it, and record it. So, uh, you know, feel free to, to bleed me dry. I'm about to wrap up now, but I don't want to do so before I offer anybody else any, anything. Anybody wants to say any closing comments? Thank you. Yeah. You're more than welcome. Cheers. Thanks very much for this afternoon, fellas. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate your participation in getting involved with things like this podcasting and video recording that you possibly hadn't expected when you came along. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you.